Welcome to Art of Retreat 2018, the Parkour Leadership and Education Conference. This year, we're in the Cascade Mountains outside of Seattle. I'm Craig Constantine from Movers Mindset, and I'm here with Dylan Johansson. Dylan is a lifelong musician, performer, and athlete. He founded Innate Movement Parkour in 2015 and loves quirky challenges and flowy route stuff. He is also an avid salsa dancer, gardener, home cook, and disc golfer. Welcome, Dylan. Thanks so much, Craig. Dylan, your session this morning was titled Salsa for Fluidity, Decisiveness, and Responsiveness. Right. Can you unpack that a little bit before we dive into it? Definitely. Um, right. So um, what we're talking about with that is how there is a complementary aspect between salsa dancing and parkour that I've discovered just from doing both. Um, and so the fluidity piece is probably the most obvious. Everyone, if we think about salsa dancing, we can imagine people spinning very gracefully and how that could apply to like flowy root stuff, which I love, like we said at the top, right. um, it's probably pretty obvious, but for the decisiveness and responsiveness, basically what that is referring to is in, in salsa dancing, the lead role, um, has the responsibility to be deciding moment by moment what the action is going to be. And then clearly cueing that or indicating it with like physical cues um and so the having practice of reading a like novel movement situation in this case it's another person and you in space but Mm -hmm. it could be in parkour training uh, a line like an unplanned line um being able to make decisions like confident quick decisions and take effective action is an attribute that we all should want to develop in our parkour training. Um, And for the responsiveness in the follow role, the main job is basically to just try to be as sensitive as possible to what the lead is trying to indicate for you to do and then responding in that way. And so I find that there has been a lot of crossover in my own training, especially in kind of like falling stuff or just um, when things aren't going exactly as planned. Right. That's my immediate question is how did, how did you get the inspiration to like actually combine, say combine salsa? I was going to say add salsa to parkour would right. be tasty. But how, what, what made you want to put the two of them together? Right. I mean, it really was like an emergent um, thing for me where I had, I was doing both. I actually was doing salsa dancing before I started really training parkour. But, um, once at, at a certain point while dancing, I realized that I was basically never really losing my balance or stumbling or, or even if I was in kind of a compromised position, I would always be able to like recover. And that hadn't been true. Like it was a, it was a marked change that I noticed. Right in your dancing, right. Right in the dancing. And I, it was obviously attributable to all of the, you know, just balancing on rails till the cows come home and stuff like that. Um, and, um, and then in the other direction when I was like working on flowy root stuff, there was like patterns of movement and shapes I was making with my body and experiences that, that I was having that felt very familiar. Like it, it was, it was obvious that it felt like salsa dancing. So it was basically, I'm like, found myself being like, Oh, I'm just, I'm still just dancing, but my partner is this like set of bars rather than a person. Um, and then similarly with, especially with like some falling stuff or, you know, if, if you're like stumbling toward, you know, stumbling within a scaff and there's a lot of ways that that can go like bad um (laughs) but there's also like ways that you can take the the path that you're falling and find some sort of circular trajectory to redirect yourself off of a bar and all of a sudden you're okay and so the work from doing some like follow work and also from you know it often happens in salsa dancing as the lead if you indicate something and maybe it was misread or you weren't clear enough the person might do something else and then so you need to be responding to that 
um, physical moment with that person. So you're not just cranking their shoulder the wrong way or something like that. Um, and so between a lot of that work, it definitely found that, you know, just kind of gracefully gliding across obstacles, even in unplanned ways or in falling scenarios. Um, and so, yeah, at a certain point, the link just became sort of very, very clear to me. Clearly, combining salsa and parkour is, I think, pretty original. I've never heard anybody else talk about these two things together. They make sense, I think. And what I'm wondering is, was there anything, either things that the students surprised you with when they came to the class, or things that you discovered having after having interacted with them? Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, for one thing, I was just delighted by the fact, I mean, a bunch of the students were like, I'm excited to have learned this dance because this is like a lifelong opportunity. I mean, a lot, there's tons of opportunities to to do partner dancing, and it's one of these things that a lot of people just have on their list of like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. And so we started a lot of people off on their salsa journey. So that's exciting just by itself. Logging but flight hours, right? Totally, exactly. Logging flight hours in the basic like us. Um, but the in terms of directly connecting to parkour, it definitely seemed like a lot of the um, the things we were talking about seemed to like resonate. And afterwards, one of the participants came up to me and was making, a, I thought, a really cool point about how the process of needing to um, be staying in time and um, having good pacing in the back and forth and all the dances that we were doing seemed to, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, it really seems like that makes sense in terms of like root work about, you know, pacing and spacing yourself between things and not rushing and sometimes you need to like give yourself that sort of like pause moment or not everything is happening at this at the same exact speed necessarily like there are certain movements that the delay that you have during this moment is important to the root working and just thinking about things in terms of timing and musicality mm. in terms of root work and especially um i think it's really good I, i've also noticed for myself too and this, i'm sure this isn't like a completely novel thing but I oftentimes when I'm when I'm practicing a root in my head, um, looking at it, I'll just sort of like drum it or I'll I'll like sing it with my mouth. It'll be like okay, bop, ba da, bop, bop. So you know, and that might be like you know, Kong, you know, right. split step, uh, lache, cat, you know, bop, ba da, bop, bop. And so you know, the the pacing and the timing and thinking about it in that musical way sometimes can unlock a lot of. Um, you know, good experiences in that yeah, they're realm like for sure. Envelopes to each movement. There's like you can make this step fall go by quickly or slowly, or you can you can right. really lean into the jump to make sure you have the right angle when you come out of the jump. Exactly. Yeah. So really thinking about pacing and having control over that um, as an aspect of one of like the elements that you're considering when creating roots, I think is really good. And certainly salsa dancing is something that helps with that mindset 100. percent can you give me a, a concrete takeaway or a, or a challenge? I can think of a couple of good ones. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that probably like a soft challenge um, or like an easier one would be to just try to see if you can put on one song, like one five-minute song or three-minute song of salsa music and just practice the basic in your living room just to like, you know, the phrase I kept using is logging flight hours in the basic. You want to do it until it becomes unconscious and you don't have to think of it. it's just automatic and then you start worrying about all the fancy stuff um so just spending some time there to reinforce some of the things we learned if you were one of the students in the class or or if not um for you too um th that would be like the soft goal and then i think that if you really um 
want to have the extra special bonus points challenge, just go to a, a salsa so, a social dance. Like you don't even necessarily, going to a lesson is great, but in most cities there are like regular social dances where you can just go. And so like I challenge you to go and ask somebody to dance. Terrific, Dylan. Thank you very much. Thanks, Craig. Well, Dylan is one of 24 presenters this year at Art of a Treat, so be sure to check back to hear more.